For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore the ethics around AI content. TikTok is taking this really seriously. Um, also, lowering the friction for people to buy things on TikTok. If you are using TikTok Shop, this is going to be great news, or if you're thinking about it. And for font nerds like my wife, TikTok is talking about creating its own font and what that could mean, especially with the TikTok Instagram friction. So we'll talk about that. My name is Jerry Potter, host of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production where we break down the latest social media news and what it means for marketers like you. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show, Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app, and happy listening. Today, I'm joined by Kenya Kelly. Kenya is a TikTok expert who helps entrepreneurs grow on TikTok author of Before You Quit Your Day Job, a strategic guide for entrepreneurs, and also host of the Kenya Kelly podcast. Kenya, welcome back to the show. I'm excited to be here. All right, so let's jump in. They are now adding a couple of features that other platforms had that TikTok hasn't, which are about locations and possibly having business reviews on TikTok. So talk through what we're seeing right now with this, because there's been really not a big official announcement. It's just kind of what users are seeing right now. Yeah. So what has happened over the last couple of months, we have all seen on TikTok that when you post a video, you'll see where it says that you can add your location, very similar to like Facebook and all of them. And so now what is happening is like, you know, we've had a lot of people that have local businesses and they've had this challenge of like, how do I get more of my customers locally to see me and not just this international, you know, expansion or what have you. But now when a person goes to a particular restaurant or what have you, a person that's creating content on TikTok, it will ask them to tag their location. And if the location that they're at is a restaurant, well, now the restaurant can get tagged. And then, of course, it's going to bring more attention because of what's happening on the TikTok platform. You know, and I was with some people over the weekend and they were saying that when they go to a new city, that the first thing that they do is they don't go to Yelp anymore. They go to TikTok to see what are the places to go to. And with this new location tagging feature, it's going to allow more businesses to be able to be seen on TikTok for when someone comes to town or goes to a restaurant. And so they just go in and search like Cincinnati Thai food or something like that on TikTok and see what comes up. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Well, and this was a big red flag in my mind because, you know, when I worked at an agency, what we would find all the time, is, so with Facebook, for people that know the history, this is kind of, kind of how it started with Facebook is people could just tag a location 
And then it was like, hey, do you want to leave a review for this location? And so businesses and brands, they may not even have a Facebook presence or even a Facebook business page back in the day. And all of a sudden, I mean, I found pages sometimes we'd inherit a client and they're like, yeah, we have to create a Facebook business page. I'm like, you already got one. There's 47 reviews on there and 28 of them are not happy with you. Like we got to do some reputation management here. So what would a business do if they're not on TikTok? I mean, create an account. I'm curious, like, I don't know right now if they tag a particular restaurant or they try to tag one and it's not on TikTok. I don't think that it's giving people the option to like you're tagging something that's not available. I'm not sure of that yet. But I do think that if when TikTok thinks about it, they probably will look at it as, oh, here's what was able to happen on Facebook, like creating these accounts without these particular brands. I think that's what will happen. But right now you can't tag a thing that's not there. Okay. So you, so the locations all exist and they come maybe from Apple Maps or Google Maps or something like that. I know it's new and you may not know the answer to this. And so, yeah, I'm not sure that. <laughs> okay. Initially, I would think that these are people that are on TikTok, but because TikTok has their integration with Google, I think it probably makes more sense that they're able to tag a location from Google Maps okay. and not okay. necessarily a TikTok account. So I think okay. that, that may be it. I'll have to test that. Okay. So it's not like the old school days at Foursquare. Like I remember a friend of mine was like proud because he was the mayor of his bus stop. Like he would add his bus stop and then he would check in every day. And he's like, I'm the mayor of the bus stop. I was like, good for you, buddy. That's awesome. So, (laughs) all right. TikTok is updating its community guidelines again, which seems to be happening a lot lately, but this time it's about AI and sort of a little bit of the ethics around AI. And so what have you seen with this, Kenya? Yeah. So we know that one of the biggest things that especially like the U.S. is really concerned about is about elections and all those types of things. And so one, what we're experiencing with AI in general is that you've got people that are doing amazing things with AI and then you've got people that are doing some not so amazing things. And so I think that one of the issues that was raised, especially when Chu was in front of the Congress, was about elections and impersonating people and all these types of things. And so what I feel like that they're doing is they're trying to safeguard celebrities and public figures from people pretending to be someone that they're not mm-hmm. and just maybe messing up with elections and things of that nature. And TikTok is calling it synthetic media. So if you see that Mm -hmm. phrase, they're talking about like AI generated videos and things like that. And it's interesting because we went from a world, you know, decades ago where nothing was caught on tape or if it was caught on tape, it would took a few days to even distribute it. And now everything is instant. But it almost seems like this is going (laughs) to make it easier for people to get away with stuff because they'll just be like, oh, that wasn't me. That was AI, (laughs) you know. So, yeah. but, but TikTok is taking it seriously. And so they have updated that and they are calling it synthetic media or altered media. And so I guess you're going to have to essentially label it to mitigate the potential risk of spreading misinformation, as they have called it, especially as you said, around public figures, government officials, politicians, business leaders, celebrities. You can do it, it just has to be labeled. And I guess it probably falls under sort of the parody laws that Saturday Night Live and things like that get to utilize Mm -hmm. and get away with. So, And then they're also testing these generative AI profile images. And so it's interesting where basically it'll take some of your pictures and make a, it almost looks like a cartoon version of you. Is that kind of how you would see it? Yeah. So it reminds me of, do you remember a couple months ago, what was the name of that app where you could pay like $4, $10, whatever it was, and you could upload so many photos and then it would give you these AI, you know, pictures of yourself. I don't remember the name, but I remember not being able to escape it (laughs) because everybody was doing it. (laughs) Yes, I refused to pay for it. I was like, I'm not paying for this. And so (laughs) it looks like that TikTok is testing doing something like that. 
for profile pictures. And it's a way that TikTok is going to be able to make money because here's how they made millions of dollars, whoever that was, during that short window of time when everybody was testing their photos. And I think that this is TikTok's way of one, just using AI on the platform. And then maybe potentially, you know, they're going to charge people to be able to do that in their profiles. And they may not, but I think it's a really cool way for a person who may not want to showcase their regular photo because not everybody's always like wanting to have their face out there. Yeah. It's going to allow you to have like multiple profile pictures of yourself. That's more like not a cartoon character, but an AI version of yourself. Yeah. Okay. And then an AI chatbot. This is the other thing that TikTok is talking about right now. So what have you seen with this AI chatbot? Yeah. So I have not currently seen it on my profile yet, but it's giving people an opportunity to come on to TikTok and they are able to like ask the chatbot particular questions. Not quite like chat GPT. That's what I thought it was going to be like, you know, when yeah. I first looked into this, but I feel like this is more so where someone can come on to TikTok and say, hey, I want to see content around ADHD or whatever, right? And then now it's going to start giving them content that they feel like they would want to know about whatever particular topic that they are searching or for particular recommendations. Because TikTok, again, has become this huge search engine to a certain population. And it is starting to spread into a place where people are coming and asking it, certain types of questions. And so I feel like this is the beginning version of like a chat GPT type of situation but with TikTok. So it sounds like it's more of an improvement on search on TikTok mm-hmm. than anything using natural language and things like that. Yeah, because right now when you search on TikTok, you're going to pull up whoever's uh, uh, SEO keywords are in particular videos. But it seems like that this is going to be a little bit more sensitive to recommendation, but I'm not sure how TikTok's going to do that. Because right now when you search, you're going to get based upon what we all have written in our captions or hashtags. So I don't really know how they're going to differentiate between the two. Okay. And apparently the chatbot has a name and it's Taco, T-A-K-O. We're assuming it's pronounced Taco, Yeah, which is fun. Hey, if you're an agency owner or a consultant or a brand marketer, I know a lot of them listen to the show, Social Media Examiner is excited to introduce the Marketing Agency Show. So this is a show especially for you designed to explore the struggles of agency marketers. So show host and agency owner herself, Brooke Sellis, is going to be interviewing other agency marketers and digging deep into the biggest challenges. So navigating through rough economic times, like some people are going through right now, leveraging AI, service diversification, client acquisition, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Really excited for this brand new show. You can search Marketing Agency Show on your favorite podcasting app, hit the follow button, and then you'll get automatic weekly downloads as well. So some new ad categories on TikTok, where it's not just, hey, I just want to reach these people and show them wherever. Take us through what these specific ways that advertisers can utilize now on TikTok. And I'm excited about some of these because they fit well, I think, with some traditional media tactics that Mm -hmm. are now being brought into TikTok. Yes. First, we have TikTok Pulse, which I'm a part of that as a creator, which basically where, you know, an advertiser can put their videos beside, like if I have a video that's talking about X, Y, and Z and it's performing well, an advertiser can put their videos beside mine and then they're able to reach my audience with that particular video. But now they have Pulse Premiere, which it says it lets advertisers place their ads directly after content for premium publisher content from our publishing partners in lifestyle, education, sports, entertainment categories, 
on TikTok's For You feed. Because right now it seems like it has been just regular creator content. But now you're going to be yeah. able to put it besides like lifestyle, education, sports, which is really cool, especially because there's always all these really big moments happening in the world. And now they're going to be able to put their ads beside content like that. They talked about some of these big brands, you know, and like one was like Condé Nast, which is, a, you know, yeah. luxury travel. And it's I could see if you were a travel band like, yeah, I want to be after their content. But then one yeah. of them was BuzzFeed, who talks about anything and everything in the world. And so I thought I could see it sort of potentially backfiring if it was like, you know, BuzzFeed is known for their 21 ways to know which friend's character is you or whatever it might be. And, <laughs> but you know, what if it was like that and then your content was about something completely different? So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they shake these out. So, okay, so that's Pulse Premiere. That's also kind of been one of the challenges that a lot of us have had, you know, as creators, because if we create a piece of content around, like, you know, I'm Christian and it could be around this, well, they could choose to put content that, has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, or it could be like in conflict with what I'm talking about because they're running and they're paying for the ad. So it could go there. So that's already has been happening. We're just giving them an opportunity to get behind some type of big thing that is already happening kind of on the platform, unfortunately. Yeah. And it could be really, really beneficial or it could backfire. It sounds yes, like. Absolutely. All right. So that's Pulse Premiere. Yep. Then we have Pulse Max and it says Max Pulse, which places brand ads next to the top 4% of content on TikTok across all content categories, in addition to the 11 selections already available. So I guess this means that, you know, the top 4% of videos that are happening on TikTok, now they're able to put their content behind that as well. I'm not quite sure what the difference between Pulse Max is and what the current platform is, because they, they already kind of told us that's what they were doing. But maybe that has changed a little bit from what we might, may not be aware of the original polls. Yeah. I mean, the way I interpret that one is it's kind of like, if you think of it like TV advertising, it's like, okay, yeah. I want to be on during the NBA finals. Yeah. And I want to be on during, I don't know what the top TV shows are anymore because I stream everything. Grey's Anatomy <laughs> is still on, right? Yes. After however many years. And I want to be on during Grey's Anatomy. I don't want to be on during the daytime stuff that only some people are watching. So it'll kind of right. put it, your content, your ads will always show with the most popular content on TikTok, then it sounds yeah. Like. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. They can pay it for a higher premium. So that makes sense. Okay. So then we have, it says seasonal lineups, the TikTok Pulse, which features the top trending TikTok content during key seasonal moments, such as, which is very smart, Thanksgiving, winter holidays, and more. And it says seasonal lineups will be available at specific markets by late 2023. I think this is brilliant. It makes sense like around Super Bowl Sunday, you know, having ads that are running during that time. And we all know that when people are home for Thanksgiving and home for Christmas, they're spending time with their family. But TikTok has become a part of families, especially when they come together. Mm -hmm. Somebody's doing all these challenges and things of that nature. So I feel like this is a really smart move on TikTok's part to be they're already a leader of where people are spending their time. And so now they're treating it like TV. Like this is the place where people are going to, we know they're mm. going to be here because the data has shown that. And so we're going to give you these premium spots during that time, which I think is very smart. And I'll be honest, I was like, Thanksgiving. And then I was like, oh my gosh, it's June. Obviously the big brands started planning their holiday stuff, you know, Absolutely. already. So, yeah, without mm -hmm. question. Okay, so TikTok World just happened, which is where a lot of these announcements have been coming through. They announced a lot of stuff, and one of them was TikTok video shopping ads. 
And this is a very specific way that the main thing I saw with this is they seem to be removing the friction because the more clicks, the more things somebody has to do before they buy, the less likely they are to buy, right? We've all abandoned cart and things like that. So (laughs) talk us through these new video shopping ads as they're calling them. Yeah, so it's very similar to what they're kind of already doing on Instagram. And it's where if I'm creating a video and I'm talking about these earrings and this necklace and this shirt now, because they have the TikTok shopping and all the other uh, things that are happening. So now it's like you are putting your inventory on TikTok, very similar to like Amazon or what have you. And then once you're posting ads about this lipstick, this hair product, whatever, instead of them having to go off the app, obviously it's like you click and that's it. You're like, you're clicking and you're purchasing and a person is never leaving TikTok. And so as a brand, you're going to find yourself with much higher conversions because Mm. we like to just buy things and we want to be able to do our experience. And so they're making it just so much easier for a brand to be able to put their products on the platform. And for those of us that are consuming to be able to make a purchase right on the platform, like Shopify. And take these numbers with a grain of salt because they came from TikTok, but they said that this ad format is already delivering 15% higher return on ad spends for some of the companies that have used it. And it doesn't shock me if that is real. I don't think that's going to be true for everybody, but removing friction can easily bump your sales by 15%. And then TikTok Shop, they have been slowly rolling this out and it has officially launched in beta with expanded rollout to more US sellers. So you can check and see if you have access to that now. And then talk to me about branded mission. What exactly is this branded mission tool that TikTok is talking about? Yeah. So branded mission, it says, is an industry first ad solution, formal words, that enables advertisers to crowdsource authentic content from creators on TikTok, turn top performing videos into ads and improved brand affinity with media impressions. I actually experienced a branded mission. So what happened was that if you're a person, you have to be in like what's TikTok called the creative marketplace or what have you. And a brand, I think it was a car company, and they obviously wanted more advertising to market to their product. And what they decided to do was they actually created an effect where you had to pronounce certain words, right? And what they wanted you to do was they wanted you to create multiple videos and like you can do up to three videos and the top performing videos, that brand is able to say, okay, this was good. It performed very well. And then we're going to run this as an ad. And so you're using it however you want to use it. They just use an effect, but it's a really creative way to get hundreds and thousands of creators to create content on your behalf and you're paying everybody just a little bit, but you're getting a lot of traction. And then the most top performing videos, you say, okay, now we're going to run that as an ad. It's already proven on TikTok as successful. Well, and that's the brilliance of it. I think from the marketer standpoint is, you know, if you think about the whole TikTok made me buy it, you know, that entire hashtag and meme and all of that, most of those videos were not from the companies right? These were user created videos and maybe some of them were affiliate marketers and things like that. And so this is a way that a a car company, a makeup company, anybody can come in and go, oh my gosh, this user generated content is blowing up, right? Mm -hmm. And then they can invest in that. The creator likes it because they theoretically get more exposure and some money as well. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. And then you mentioned making some of these custom effects. So TikTok seems to be really leaning into rewarding content creators on the platform, which again, I think is great news for marketers too. So what are the, some of these new things they're doing to do for creators, which of course improves the platform overall? For sure. So one of the things that's been happening with TikTok over the last two years is they have been opening up the platform where you're able to create things on the app, like all the different effects. So for the longest time, I thought it was TikTok coming out with these effects, but it was actually 
people. And so now they're actually <laughs> rewarding people for creating these types of effects that people will use. And so it says a new $6 million fund will pay people who create effects that do really well, suggesting that if an effect gets to 500 to 1,000 unique videos within 90 days, they will pay out $700 because people have already been creating them and not getting paid anything. And now it is just encouraging people even the more to create on the platform, which I think is really brilliant because people want to make money and they're already smart at creating effects pay them to do it. Yeah. And just to be clarified too, I, I know the way that was written, but it's people who get 500,000 impressions. So the threshold is high, but obviously if the right effect takes off, that's massive. And then they're also, is it that they're adding cash rewards for creators that are creating longer videos? Is that what I saw with this? Yeah. So there okay. used to be the TikTok creator fund, which was absolutely terrible. And so now it's very similar to YouTube with AdSense in a sense. And so you have to have at least, I think it's 10,000 followers to be a part of it, 18 years of age, and at least 100,000 views on your content in 30 days. And so then what happens is that you cannot make any money in your videos unless they are one minute or longer. So this is TikTok's way of saying, hey, we want you to create longer content. And the way to encourage you to create longer content and good long content, we are going to pay you for views. And so I just started creating longer content to see it. But I, a friend of mine already made $700 from two of her mm. videos that she did that just performed really well on the platform. And how long were the videos that she made? I think maybe a minute and a half. Okay. Okay. Yep. Because you can go up to 10 minutes, but that, that was the thing I took away from this for all of us. And is that TikTok is like, no, we want longer content on mm -hmm. there now. Yeah. And mm -hmm. there's no clearer way to draw the line in the sand. It's like, we're not going to pay you for the cute 14 second videos anymore, but we will pay you for anything that's over 60 seconds. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So that was the big thing that jumped out in my mind. Like, oh, that's big. I think from a marketing standpoint, the consumer behavior has to follow but from a marketing standpoint, it's always been one of the challenges is like TikTok is amazing for discovery, but then it's harder to nurture in these little clips. So I think that's great news for marketers. And then we have to talk about this. I was talking to an entrepreneur this morning and she was pretty much like, well, I guess I can't use TikTok now because she lives in Montana. Montana did vote to ban TikTok starting next January, which is a long way off in the legal system and all of that kind of stuff. But what are your thoughts on you know where this is going at this point? I think it's really weird to do something that drastic, especially in an election season to the millions of people or however many people that are in Montana that use TikTok. I think Montana has a situation on their hands that they're not aware of legally. I mean, TikTok is already threatening to sue them, but I think that you've got however many Americans that are in Montana, I think it's going to be a really big issue that they weren't prepared for because of whatever reason that they think that TikTok is the bad guy. Yeah, well, TikTok can sue them. The American Civil Liberties Union is saying, hey, this is unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. You can't do this. If nothing else, it's getting a lot of publicity for TikTok. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because all of these social networks they start off as the cool kid on the block. Yeah. And then over time, you know, everyone looks at Facebook like, oh, Facebook, you know, that's the older social network. And Facebook yeah. was the yeah. cool. You, know, you, used, you had to be in college to use Facebook. Once <laughs> yes, you did. So I feel like all this legal stuff is sort of like extending TikTok's credibility <laughs> yeah. a little bit like, oh, yeah. it's edgy. But it doesn't surprise me that it's an election year because I think a lot of this is political. Yes. And it's making headlines and it's keeping politicians in headlines, which is why we're seeing all of it. Yeah. 
and TikTok is creating its uh, now. So my, I have to say, my wife Candy is a massive font nerd, and she will judge people by the fonts. I'm not buying that product. I don't like that font. Like that, you know. <laughs> so TikTok is creating its own font. Is that what they're doing now? Well, they actually have a bunch of new fonts on okay. TikTok at this point. So they have the new Sans font, but it used to be where there was only like three or four different fonts. And I'm like, oh, wow, there's like at least three or four different new ones on TikTok that you're able to use. And we know that Instagram came out with their own new fonts, I think like recently as well. So I'm not sure if they're doing this because of like competing with Instagram, probably. But I do love being able to have multiple different fonts to be able to use in my content. That way mm. it doesn't always look the same as everything I always post or like everybody else's. Now, it's not a bunch of fonts, but it's at least a few new ones that we haven't had the last years we've been on the platform. And these are fonts that are not available anywhere else, right? You can't Correct. get them in Canva or anything like that. Correct. Yeah. The first thing that popped into my mind is, you know, Instagram has said repeatedly, you know, that they don't want people reposting their TikToks as reels. And so first it was like, oh, if you've got that TikTok watermark, yeah. or they said any watermark. And then they said third party fonts. And, <laughs> you know, it almost feels like for those of us that do repurpose our content in some way, it feels like, oh, TikTok fonts. I wonder if that's going to immediately, you know, lower my reach on Instagram. Somebody will run a test at some point for us, yeah. right? Somebody yeah. will test it out and let us know. I just tell everybody like, you know, when I record my videos, I screen record them without the fonts, without the watermark, without the fonts. And then I yeah. add the fonts on Instagram because every single time I tested it yesterday, I brought a reel over to TikTok. It would not nothing, nothing. It stayed at zero forever. When I took it down and redid it, it immediately 200 views. I was like, so they know all the things that are coming and going. So these smart marketers. And so you basically upload the edited video, no text on the screen, and then you add all the text, including the captions natively? Yes. So if I record it in TikTok, I screen record it. I do the whole bracket thing and yeah. I just screen record it without the fonts and then bring it to Instagram and write. I never bring uh, Instagram to TikTok because it just knows. Even without removing the watermark, it knows this came from Instagram and my video it just stays at zero views. Ugh. I wish you hadn't told me that. I wish they would just let us put good content up and be grateful that we're putting good content up, right? Instead I know. Of having to do all these things. Okay, I have to go this way with this and this way with this. So, all right, quick reminder, listen to our new podcast, The Marketing Agency Show in your favorite podcasting app. Just search for Marketing Agency Show. Should come right up. Hit follow so you get the automatic weekly downloads. Kenya, where can we discover more about you? Yes, you guys, you can find me on all things social media, Kenya Kelly, K-E-E-N-Y-A, K-E-L-L-Y, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and the new app, Lemon 8. Oh, are you playing on Lemon 8 too? Oh, yeah. I want to dominate everywhere. <laughs> all right. If you want to add another podcast to your listening lineup while you're getting the Marketing Agency Show, you can also check out the Social Media Marketing Podcast and the Web3 Business Podcast. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Thanks, everyone. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.